Check this out, man. It's your boy, Young Dro. I'm in the apartment with Pale, man. Meet me in the apartment. Hey, Pale. Meet me at the apartment. <laughs> Yo. We here. This your boy, Pale. And we in the apartment with Pale. Meet me in the apartments. Hey, y'all. I say this shit every time. I love my motherfucking city. Love my shit to death. And I just feel like Atlanta been popping for too long for niggas not to know our city, the whole city, and how this shit move and what go on and how this shit, you know what I'm saying? What be shaking in their motherfucker car. A person get on social media and say whatever they want to say. Make, they make their truth up. As long as they got 20 more homeboys who gonna come on their post and say that it happened like that, then everybody who follow him gonna believe it like that. But a lot of times the street don't be like that. You know what I'm saying? They're different. The rap niggas in Atlanta and the street niggas is different. The clubs niggas go to is different. The niggas niggas hang around is different. The niggas who they buy their weed from is different. Niggas who they call they get in trouble is different. But my but my next guest done been to all the motherfuckers. And you know how I know? Because I done been in all the motherfuckers and I see this nigga. I'm talking about the bottom of the bottom shit. I'm talking about the shit where... We talking about where the club where the bitches wear tennis shoes on purpose. Ain't no heels, bitch. You know what I'm saying? Ain't no pretty, nah. Ain't no dress. Ain't no, nah, bitch finna get these jeans and they got them, these tights and they motherfucker got them Adidas top. They'll change for the get. I'm talking about them motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Where the bitches rolling bigger blunts than the niggas. You feel me? I'm talking about, I'm talking about the spots where we ain't leaving that motherfucker to 10 in the morning. I'm talking about when the light all the way on. I'm talking about when them but the goddamn real the trappers and the trappers and goddamn clappers at. And the geekers and the motherfucking goddamn all-nighters and the pimps and the hustlers and the whatever you name in the street, nigga. We been these motherfuckers. That is street side. Now we're going to get to the music side, all right? One of the biggest influence from the South. One of, and when I say that, I mean the shit, the way he rapped, the way he was doing, niggas weren't doing it. The style that he came in, niggas weren't doing it, even to this day. Now, I can't say I was to this day because now you're starting to see niggas, niggas bite everything. You know what I'm saying? I don't seen his grind from the beginning to, to where he at now. We don't always been around each other. We don't always share shit. You know what I'm saying? We had a few differences before. But as partners and as niggas, conversations mean everything. And that's why I like this podcast because it enables enable people to have conversation where everybody can understand and see. My dog is one of the freshest niggas I've ever seen. My dog don't have shit that I ain't never seen niggas have. My dog don't, first nigga I see in this city with thuddies. Facts. First nigga I seen with thuddies. First nigga I seen with motherfucker rose gold on his car. You know what I'm saying? First nigga I seen him doing a lot of this shit. First nigga I ever heard got down, got down that rhyming shit, dog. And nigga did it greatly. Homie got his own style, done did his own thing. And from Atlanta, that shit is the biggest shit. I like to welcome my motherfucking partner. I wasn't going to say goddamn DeWan first. <laughs> but I'm going to like to welcome my motherfucking partner, Young Joe, to the motherfucking show, man. Yeah, yeah. That's all right, bro. What are you talking about, man? Oh, no, that's the truth. Nice, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> nigga, that's the truth, my dog. I did that. You know what I'm saying? I, I, ain't, gonna, I ain't not going to cap a nigga down no, at all. No and I'm cap. not going to put on for niggas who watching. Yeah. Shit going to be what it going to be. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Polo shit, yeah. See, the reason I say this because I can really understand this. Yeah. When we first started rapping, we first got our idea of White T. Mm. We recorded our whole first album in Rocco's studio. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And every day we used to go to Rocco's studio, drove in that motherfucker. Yes. Working every time. And he been having on, man, what the fuck you got on that little bit tight ass shit? Understand this. This is at a time where baggy clothes and big clothes is the shit. You know what I'm saying? Joe, where got that weird ass shit on? I ain't wearing some polo. I ain't wearing some polo. This Ben talking that shit. You know what I'm saying? Ben flip flop candy paint niggas. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Ben doing that shit. Ben walking around rapping. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But y'all, but y'all know, y'all know joke. The one man used to be, you know, walking somewhere here rapping. The shot be rapping all the goddamn time. Only thing a nigga do is rap. Yeah. Forever. Forever. You know what I'm saying? That's how we get down. Dog, with you, the shit that you done for the city, always. Recarnating yourself. I ain't never seen an artist reincarnate themselves so many times. Well, 
it's like when you get a big hit, a big song, it's like you get it and you ride that motherfucker. Yeah. And as long as you keep riding and doing what you need to, you'll keep riding. But if you don't keep doing it, nigga, like, boom, damn, she ain't hurting in this in a year. It's months, year or two. Nigga be like, you're over with. Mm-hmm. Bro, I've seen you for a decade plus. Smack that ass single, have the song, have the hit. Bow, bow, bow. And it seemed like the shit be immediately. It don't be like no shit like, nigga get a song and you hearing it at Babes. Yeah. And you hearing that chit chatting the crucial a little bit. And yeah. You hearing that goddamn description. No, it be like, out the, out, boom, motherfucker be motherfucker, dropping. Motherfucker gonna spread. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And nigga be saying, what that is? I be like, hold your creative, dog. Yeah. Like the creative side, just he a real artist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And they be like, well, why Joe ain't the, he, the, he ain't be to be the biggest and shit? I be like, bro, I'm a real street nigga, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they don't understand, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think it's, a lot, a lot of that shit have to do with like a nigga being in his own way too. You feel me? Um, it's a lot. It's a lot of opportunities I miss. Um, doing like doing drugs too, though. You feel what I'm saying? Like, we might get high and kick it, and then I might get so goddamn high, I might have to go home and lay down about three day all week. But, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> hold on, hold on. <laughs> three days all week. All week, cause you know we be go, we might go hard. Like you said, we be in the club. The 10 Monday, the Tuesday, Wednesday, it. Thursday, Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Leave the club, leave the studio, go to the club, kick it, goddamn, being there all night. You know what I'm saying? Spending the money for the show. Then that thing, you know, shit. A big week might come to the studio. Hey, bro, we looking for you. You feel me? I done missed a lot of opportunities. Yeah, a opportunity. lot of opportunities and. Uh, TV shows and that not not re, not necessarily reality, but like TV opportunities. You know, a lot of a lot of shit too had lined up. You know what I mean? It was a it was a glitch in it because of the the lifestyle that we you know that we do choose. It kind of bleed over into the professional. You feel what I'm saying? So I can I I get what a nigga saying, but like. I do take accountability too, though. You know what I mean for like for what I I know I've done. You know what I mean, and <clears throat> and as far as being somewhere where a nigga think I should be, I appreciate a person thinking that I should be there. But I've been there in my time. You know what I mean. I did exactly what I supposed to did when Shodelin came out. You know, what mm-hmm. I, mean? I got plaques for that. You know what I mean. And after that, I still got plaques for all the other shit I put out. And it's just a repeated thing. You know what I mean. So when it when when they ask, you know, it, they just don't see what, um, like when the big wheels give you the deals and, you know, you be have you be this radio station, that radio station. Like, when you turn, once you turn independent with it and start doing, and start moving on your own, you don't really just see all of that. You know what I mean? The big deals and shit, like, I've been, I've been doing this shit, like, on my own. You know what I mean? When they, when they hear a hit, I be at the studio, don't nobody pay for no sessions. I just be in that motherfucker, come up with a hit, take it in, and just spread it. You know what I mean? I make my grip go back to where I came from. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to, ain't nobody ordering me around and shit like that. You know what I mean? But I think that you saying that just mm-hmm. goes to show that how much you respect it as an artist. Because mm-hmm. ain't a lot of niggas can drop songs and they just get, it's just blow up. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it be a lot of niggas who have, be having a good song. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, you know how to make a hit. Yeah. Niggas don't know how to make hits. This is what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas just don't know how to make hits. You know what I'm saying? And even with your success you had then, bro, like, niggas don't understand your grind. Yeah. You done been in this music shit since before when before street niggas started getting labels. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. long time. Because yeah. I, I, I know of, before I even started rapping, the car, um, Cardio Boys. Yeah, me and Doe. Straight Doe. And that's before I even... I wasn't even doing no music. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Bitches, you, people got to understand, see, back then, niggas wasn't doing music for real, bro. <laughs> yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't just like, not no hood thing, like niggas recording, you see niggas big, niggas got real deals, mm. but that's a nigga who, only thing he do is rap. He don't go to the studio, he don't trap, he don't be in the projects, mm. he don't go to the club, he's just an artist. Mm-hmm. You don't seen that, you don't seen the transition from us, you don't seen the shit after us with the rich kids. Mm-hmm. You don't seen the party like a rock star, like tight clothes, you don't print clothes. Mm-hmm. You don't seen the goddamn when you get the cars and shit. You don't seen all the way up to now. Yeah. 
And I don't think people really understand your grind and your growth. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Let's what I like to do is I like to go back. Bro, we in the pot, man, bro. Pull up with that shit, dog. <laughs> bro, we in the pot, man. Got time to talk, bro. Pull up with that shit. Hey, you talking about? <laughs> oh, no, we in the pot, man. Okay. I be telling nigga, we ain't, this ain't no regular podcast, bro. We in the pot, man, bro. You know what I'm saying? Nigga might have to goddamn, you know what I'm saying? Nigga be like, bro, I don't want to walk by. Man, you, man, walk on and get you some drink, nigga. Go to the bar. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Nigga, ain't a pot, man. This yeah. is real shit. Real. If a nigga, like, if they got something to say, boy, I got a seat, but we'll pull that bitch up and swing that mic so fast. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> it's a pot, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, in the pot, man, mm. when you go in a nigga pot, man, and you and your partners in there, nigga, y'all have conversation. It'd be, it be every conversation is an open conversation. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's what I want this shit to be like. I just don't want to, I don't want a barbershop feel. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So nigga want to say something? Yeah, yeah, nigga, we talking that shit. But I always want to start back to, you know what I'm saying, your upbringing. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, where you came from, mm -hmm. the things that you experienced that kind of shape your mind to what it is now. Uh, well, as a young nigga, I was born on the west side. You know, um, when I did, when I could open my eyes and visualize something, I it was bankhead court. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, growing up over there was as a young kid, and uh, my grandma stayed out there for like 30 some years, you know what I'm saying? And uh, really basically my family from there, my dad was already out there. He had like five kids out there already. My mom, you know, met my dad, and, and that's when all five of my brothers came along. So we moved, we was we were just actually moving from apartments to apartments. You know, after my grandma was based out of there, my mom had us and moved, we moved to Flipper Temple. I went to Scott. Uh, went to the little nursery right next to Scott. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, and actually we lived in Hollywood, Hollywood Coat, Hollywood Brook. Uh, well, well, we stayed there on the school, Sales Avenue. Like, yeah, but but it started on the west side. You feel me? Yeah. Then we moved to Sales Avenue from over there. Went to That's M everyone on the west side. Yeah, yeah. And went to M. Andy Jones, Harrow Home a little bit. Uh. A lot, a lot of spots. Uh, that's crazy that you say this. Oh, that's crazy that you say this, Kai. <laughs> what you saying, people don't understand really what you say. Mm. What you saying right now, and I'm going to make a reference for people to understand. Mm. You moved from 64th to 63rd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's like the reference. You yeah. go from Bankhead to Hollywood Road. Mm. This is a time where niggas don't even go to other niggas' projects. You can't. Born home niggas, we didn't go to Allen Temple. We didn't even go back at court. Mm. We went to Barn Hunt, nigga. That would was. We didn't go nowhere. I else. went to 80 Williams for a little while. Unless, unless you had people who stayed in these other projects, or you had family members who stayed in these that other right. projects, your ass don't motherfucker go. Mm. You see what I'm saying? But you don't went from Bankhead to fucking Flipper Temple, nigga, the sales, nigga. Like, this is this is all the fucking hood spots on the West, like, where it's really made, where the rest, West Side really made it, for real. You know what I, I'm saying? I got plenty of family in Barn Home, Keto. You know, my cousin named Puncho. My godfather really got kids out there, you know, and a lot of, you know, little Tony was my, like, like a big brother to me. He got killed, you know what I'm saying? And um, it it was growing up over there, man. We we learned how to sell donuts and peanut brittle candy, you feel me, and shit like that. You know, taking out garbage for fifty cent. It was it was more of a uh, a hustle thing over there from when when we were little. You know what I'm saying? We learned how to really just get beat up every day. Yeah. You feel me? Actually, and then kick some ass. You know what I mean? And you know, and it was it was almost like it gave me a lot of character. So by the time I leave from over that side, I go to uh, Kimberly Court, like right over here by there. So when the real Kimberly Court, not yeah. the problem they got up now. Nah, not the one. Uh, actually, when the school was still up. Yeah, <laughs> West Atlanta. You know what Man. I mean? Um, we went over there. We moved over there like by the by ninety something. Uh, <laughs> end up going to bunch. Ralph J. Bunch Middle School, man. I went there. I went to Thero, you know what I mean. And uh, I was in I was in Kimberly Court, man. That was a that was that's where a lot of a lot of our uh, a lot of my character came from too. You know what I mean. I, that's why I learned how to really start dressing and, and you know what I mean. But I had the West Side in me. You feel me? That's the mentality. The West Side, the mentality. Yeah, I had that in me, and then walked and got over there, and I was like, "Oh, it's sweet over here." You feel what I'm saying? Cause it was kind of like hard on the West Side. You feel me? So when we got there, it was pretty cool. I ended up getting shot out there. You know what I mean? As a, um, I think I was like 14, 15. 
I was in the ninth. You know what I mean? Uh, I ain't no getting shot as a kid. Uh, I think I was just in wrong nigga business. You know what I mean? What happened? Talk to him. Let go. I mean, I, I think this, I, the, the niggas who shot me, I think that nigga thought I was fucking his bitch, but I was a virgin. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so what the hell you were doing? What, I, I want to, I let's visualize it. I would hang you, like, little young nigga, I had like the caps in my mouth and shit. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it looked like I was mature like that. You feel mm -hmm. me? You know, I'm hanging with this girl, and she sell dope. She got like, she got like smoky black in her mouth in, in Jeffries. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Oh, in Jeffries. Yeah, dark skin, chick, blonde hair. Really was a real street. Feel me? So real dope. So she used to have me with her. You know what I mean? Just hanging around. Shawty might drop sacks here where I might just be picking them up. You feel me? Hey, baby. You feel me? And then you know she thought I was cute as a young nigga. You know what I mean? Just, but nothing, nothing like that. You yeah. feel me? So I'm hanging out with her, and uh, you know. It got back to old boy. Little old boy went to jail, and you know, and, you know, they they thought me and old girl were probably messing around or, or some shit like that. It it had to be that, otherwise I don't know why he would have probably shot me as a kid. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And uh, so one day, I was uh, I was at uh, summer school at there, and the, and the bitch was so I'm about to cut summer school because I got a couple sacks on me. I'm like, I'm gonna just go get all these. And they were like, nah, Warren J, let go get something to eat, goddamn woo woo. I'm like, nah, man, I'm gonna go, sir. I got the polo on. I got, the, I think I had a, I had, I'm gonna tell you what I had on. I had the blue tank top on. It was a polo, polo sport with the white shirt up on it, with the white and blue trunk, with the little blue stripe going across, with the white and blue sock, with the classic Reebok. Yeah, and, and, hold on. And you Joe clean the hell, but I'm gonna ask you this. You had the tanks out on top of the t shirt. Yeah. Well, you cut your bitch. <laughs> now, listen, but the polo sport was still showing. Yeah. You feel me? Oh, okay. The polo sport showing. And the polo sport showing. It's all been dressing. They don't already know for the devil. Hey, you talking about been so dressing. I, with the Georgia monies. You feel what I'm saying? So I, I, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna just go back to the department. So I get back to the department, goddamn. I'm serving sets and shit. I guess I catch, I catch so many trap. Shout out to goddamn. My partner, big tall ass nigga, he got down, hey man, woo woo. Long story short, nigga stabbed me down until I damn near cried. You feel me? I'm saying? I ain't running then, but you feel me? I'm like, damn, he just tried me like that. And we, I really didn't have no people like that in Kimberly. You feel mm -hmm. me? I just had my brother, but my brothers was in school. You feel what I'm saying? And everybody, you know, and it just looked like everybody was giving me that dollar. Like, All right, but I'm going to go get my cousin. I said, but goddamn, I said, when I get back, it's going to be, gonna be, gonna be popping. So she, I, I, I kid the buddy bank here. You feel me? I end up catching the bus out there and got them on tell my cousin just out there trapping big. He got down, he's so busy. We just smoking. You feel me? I remember uh when I got there, I had that shit on my mind, I was really pissed. You feel me? By the time we had to get through smoking and shit, the day done went by. You feel me? So goddamn at the end of the day, he was like, What that shit you had came over him? I'm like, Yeah, man. Nigga had them trying on in the in the pot, man, goddamn, so goddamn what we like. We get we get the three fifty seven. We get the tech right over there. Call tell me shit. Stand the car. Hop out. Pistol with the nigga. You feel me? The nigga who I was telling you about. He he you know he saw it. And then next thing you know, the nigga was coming up. I really liked the, the nigga though. I think the nigga reminded me of Tupac. You know what I mean? I I, I looked up to the guy. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he knew that or not though. You know what I mean? I was a young cat and um. The man walked up when we were leaving out the apartment after, after my cousin had not dealt with the nigga. They were like, that fucked up, the one. You had not said, but y'all went out here when that nigga had me on about to cry, though. You feel me? I'm, I was a young nigga, though. I was yeah. 14. Yeah. And y'all had it when nigga had me about to cry. You know what I'm saying? But now we out here, my cousin straightened his ass and shot all in the ground. Nigga peed on himself. You hear me? And that fucked up one, so we leaving. So I chill on. I chill for a second. Then we get in the car. We, we pulling out the apartment. I see the nigga coming. But my cousin, like, who the hell that is? I'm like, oh, no, nah, they just shouted. You feel me? The nigga pulled out the, pulled out the Glock. Y'all pussy ass nigga. Bop, 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 bop. So we grabbed the pussy, got down, cold bust him, lean back, boom, boom, boom. I'm I'm trying to get it right. Got down, that thing, no, bam. That thing, no, I got down, I get hit. Cold emped out, got down. I don't know, I think I sprayed. The wrong way, or just I don't know, just shot some, shot the dad board up, something like that. You know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Because I had got hit. Yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So that thing, you no know, man, we leaving out the apartment, bro. We be like, hey yeah, hyped up, I'm like, hey yeah, boy. 
and started throwing up, goddamn, you feel me? I just went throwing up my inside. What the hell going on? I was like, man, that nigga done shot me in my motherfucking back. Man, I went crazy. I went to kicking at that boy, kicking the mirror off the car, throwing tag up. Man, trying to tag that jet like that, bro. Man, you can't let me die in that motherfucker. We pull on the back street. We take the pills and we throw out everything. You feel what I'm saying? And goddamn, we ride to the high pillar, my nigga. Goddamn, we get to the high pillar. Uh, shit, we had went in the wrong way. When we went in the wrong way, he had got out. He was like, man, my cousin shot. So we went in the wrong way. The lady like, y'all okay. By the time he had done did that, I'm scooted over in the driver's seat and dropped that bitch in. You feel me? I'm trying to save myself. You feel what I'm saying? So goddamn, after I did that, cool. Like, man, get your ass over. So we run back. We pulled back to the other side where, where uh, they let us in at. How pretty y'all was at? Uh, Southwest. Okay. Down yeah. at the bottom. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They didn't close now. But listen, so we go on the other side. He hop out. He go back in. It was just taking it too long. I come, I, I got the car like I can walk. I couldn't walk, though. I fell on the ground. I crawled in that motherfucker. The door opened up. My cousin, I seen my cousin in there trying to get the help. I just, when the door opened up, when I crawled up on the door, the door opened up, and I seen a wheelchair. I crawled up in that motherfucker and rolled in that bitch and told them folk to save me. Goddamn. Yeah, no folk got down. And they were like, Goddamn. So when they laid me, so they were like, We need to put him on the bed. I was like, Shit, I'll get up there. So I got up there. And, and, and so I'm bloody, though. The lady was finna cut the polo clothes. I was like, No. <laughs> Hell no. She was like, What, what you mean, baby? I'm saying, Don't cut my goddamn clothes. She said, You want these clothes? I said, Hey, yeah. She said, Blood. I said, Man, put that shit. I said, I don't cut my goddamn clothes. Yeah, I'm going to tell my motherfucking mama what you did. So I was feeling lady, goddamn, they pulled my clothes off. You feel me? Goddamn, I end up, goddamn, get saved, my nigga. And, and, that was, and so, and everybody in the apartment was like, you know, I was a kid. They were telling me, yeah, man, um, goddamn, we know who shot him. The police asked me, and they like, shit, man, who shot you? I said, yeah, I don't know. You feel me? That thing, no, uh, after I get, I go in the house, I in the hot pill for about, about, Three, three mile bed sores and everything. I mean, I didn't know how to walk them in. I was got down. They were feeding me Demerol. And I think that why I had really knew what drugs was. Because I had not really just did nothing but weed. But when they gave me that shit in the hot pot, that shit was stronger hell. You feel me? And got them, I had, I would tell them folk kept coming there, sticking me with that shit. And they felt that I was addicted to that shit. You feel me? So I was in that motherfucker really fucked up because... I didn't know where the shit bag was. You feel what I'm saying? When I really I came to and saw that shit, I was like, what the fuck this is? I'm asking the lady. She was like, baby, that's the reason why you living. I'm, I cussed the lady out so bad, lady started crying, called my mama. And my mom like, he just, he just going through it, you know what I'm saying? So um, I end up tripping out. I, I think I tried, I, I tried to get up, my nigga. I tried to get up out the bed and almost fell on the ground in my... And then the nurse came and caught me. She was like, baby, last time somebody did that, their guts was all on the floor. Mm. I went on the hill up and got a high pillar. And when I got out, they had to lock the nigga up who did it. And then they had me go to court. And then, got, then when I got in court, my nigga, they asked me, was that the nigga? I was like, nah. I told them, nah, the nigga walked, the nigga, the nigga left. The nigga left jail with me. He left the courtroom when I walked out, you feel me? The nigga who shot me, I was just out there asking me, like, that's him? I was like, nah, that ain't the guy. And then they let him go. And after that, shit, I think I, I think I got like a little bad. I, I was really bad after that. Like I thought, I thought that I, I thought that it was unfair, like for that to happen to me. The nigga came and apologized. You feel me? Well, like, you know, I was like, you know, ain't nothing you could do to repay me for what this shit looked like. Yeah, no. You feel what I'm saying? But at the same time, that shit made me a little stronger though. You know what I mean? And that shit was like, that was a that was a pivotal point for me in my life. Like wearing a shit bag at that age, I really thought I had done lost my mind. You feel what I'm saying? I I, I was 80 pounds. I had wore like 130. Mm-hmm. I played football when I was young too. You know what I mean? Who you play for? Uh, Mount Carmel Rams in Douglasville. Okay. Yeah. So goddamn, I I was like 80 pounds when I when when I was coming back off that shit. I got out of the high pillow, smoked the blunt, and passed out. <laughs> <laughs> I told a nigga, but y'all better not tell my mom I smoked. They did exactly that. She told me, your stupid ass around here smoking weed. Got there, you check it out the high pillow. Yo, you dumb as a motherfucker. I was like, man, why y'all tell this later, man? <laughs> but shit, like, that was, that, was a, that was a changing point for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But, uh, but growing up on uh, 
Southwest side was different for me too. You know what I mean? What what is what what do people consider Kimberly? Is that the west side or is it the southwest side? Southwest. It was, but it, so everything from Cascade down to the southwest side. Yeah. It, so it, basically, the west side stopped in the four. In Martin Luther King. Started Martin. You ain't, you ain't from the west side. Cross Martin Luther King. Okay. Okay, I'm sure. I'm just. I'm just. See, it's Atlanta talks. So I be want. I be want understand me. You know what I'm saying? You got a bounce. You ain't from the West Side, Cromwell Luther King. Nah, I, I told my partner. I said, man, he from the West Side. He said, I'm from the Swats. Yep. He said, nigga, y'all ain't still from the motherfucking West Side. He's about to from the Swats, bro. It down the street. The 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 people change. Mm-hmm. Nah, I said the people definitely the change. People change. The the atmosphere change. Like you know what I mean? I, it was a bit easier this way. You feel what I'm saying? I, I can goddamn. I can move. I can move around over here without having to fight every nigga I see. You know what I mean? Like getting in a shootout with every nigga I see. It got bodied over here a little late on, but while we were growing up, it was pretty cool. I liked it. I liked it. I loved Camerton Road, man. Yeah, yeah. I really they, they did. They Camerton. They Camerton. Yeah. What got you into doing music? Um, experiencing. Uh, I had like tried everything: robbing, uh, selling drugs. Gambling, and like, I I was more successful at gambling than all. I mean, me and Shooty, <laughs> me and Shooty used to gamble in high school, man. It was like, it was a, it was cooler. You know what I mean? We really didn't have to do much. You know what I mean? We might be gambling in high school, bro. We might be betting three hundred dollars on one point while class is changing. You feel what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got that. Hey, boy, before you go in there, boy, I do that one. And Shooter just was so good at that shit, you know. It it, 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 was, it was almost like, you know, me and home really went to middle school together and uh, in high school and all that shit. So by, by the time we get to uh, Thera, it was pretty like, it was very fun. You know what I mean? Gambling. And, and I had done experience everything, like getting, having nigga rob, getting robbing niggas. My cousin might have somebody on my house. That, that that that's in my mom's house got them sitting out on the furniture. Uh, we finna rock these niggas in a minute. You feel me? That, <laughs> that, shit, that shit used to go like that. Yeah, yeah, I, yo, that I, way. And I experienced like selling drugs. You know, when my partner fronted me a bone, it it, it was some touching, but motherfucker had walls. Oh, hold on, hold on. The reason I'm stopping you now, Kai, you said a bone. <laughs> some nigga be some nigga watching. Motherfucker don't know no bomb is. Nigga, these niggas ain't trappers. Right. So these niggas don't know what a bomb is. Well, these I, niggas ain't nigga. These days ain't sacking shit up. Ain't no one twenty five tens, fifteen, fifteen, ten, tens. Yeah. Ain't no double zero. Ain't no none of that shit. Yeah. These niggas house trapping. Yeah, tell the nigga what a bomb is. Uh, double zero five hundred dollar of neeks. Hey, you talk about a bomb is a, a sack of sack a sack of whatever they give you. Yeah, you got sound bag. A sound bag. That's, that's take, a bomb, nigga. Double zero. Put the neeks in there and get you like my first my first one was like five hundred dollar worth. And goddamn, I had fought around and went to sleep and, and slept on the dope. Man, them bitches was squished. Man, I woke up that mile, I owed that nigga all that money. And I, you know, I was trying, you know, I I just was like, you know, we was smoking nicks and shit back then. Yeah, like, yeah. to me, it might be good for the 10. You feel me? I'm like, shit, I don't already smoke two, three bags of weed. That $15, I don't get but a do five off a hundred. You feel me? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ended up sleeping on the dope, goddamn. And, and then that thing, you know, my, my, me and my auntie, my auntie was trying to buy some dope for me one day. And goddamn, I'm serving, I'm serving her, but she tricking me. She was like, give me something. She, well, she got doing the finger. She doing the finger. Uh-huh. She tricking me with this hand. Why, why she, I'm looking at this hand. She ain't win in her pocket. I was like this. She was like, oh, nigga, you going to fight me about some dope? I was like, yeah, this ain't it. So after I, after I experienced everything, like, you know, doing all that extra shit, I had, I was like, well, music, I was already musically inclined. You know, I used to sing in the choir for my grandma over there, I was Simpson at Smith Chapel, you know what I'm saying? That, uh, Across the street from the job coach. What kind of song you make you sing? Uh, <laughs> do I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, you I mean, see. like, we used to sing songs like, Yes, Lord. Um, give me a line, give me a church line, let go. Give me a church line, check me up, church line. Start me song off, let go. Somebody like, from the bottom of my heart to the depths of my soul. <laughs> yes, Lord. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. Oh, but yeah. I, was, I was the lead singer, and I, I did that for my grandma just then. But Everybody who, had, who, who didn't have a grandma, if if you stay with your grandma or hang with your grandma, she go to church. Mm-hmm. You ain't going to church. You got you, you had no choice. The law. And if you go to church and you got any type of voice, I don't care if you ain't got no voice or not, you got to sing in the choir. But if you can sing good, you got to sing lead. Yeah. 
and she used to have these songs that I that I like that she would sit down and um it was another song I forgot she used to have me sing. But um she made she used to like buy me gold teeth and shit, like the same and then like I had to start looking like a drug dealer in church. <laughs> oh, that's enough, grandma. I, I'm pretty much right. And then my cousins and stuff was sitting in the front. They were crying and singing cool. Like, yeah, y'all making me shame, bro. And yeah. I don't want to do it that much. So, you know, that that's why I was musically inclined, you know. And it was it was always a piano in the living room. And I used to ask my grandma, like, why that piano now? And she was like, baby, I thought you were going to play it, you know, with the voice you had. You know what I mean? And um, so, so the music was my go-to thing. I really wanted to be an R.B. singer, but it didn't work out. That was kind of cheesy for what I was going through. You know, I didn't know too many shot R&B singers. So you wanted, so you, did you start off or you just wanted to, or you started out trying to do something singing first? No, well, I just left the singing in the church. Okay. You feel me? By the time I discovered rap, I think I, I was rapping one day in school. I was rapping Tupac, I Gotta Get Mine. And somebody was like, shit, bro, you sound like, you feel me? Sound like you, it sounded like that was your song. And I was like, nah, oh, Tupac. You feel me? Uh, him and MC Bree had this song. And my cousin, my cousin who really inspired me, um, Scoop from Bankhead, you feel me? Uh, he, heard, he was like, man, just, he said, since you got the voice, because everybody used to be like, you just got a voice. So I was like, yeah, man. He was like, see, he's like, all right, now write your own shit instead of going around rapping pop. So I went and wrote it. You know what I mean? And then came back, spit it to him, but it, it still sounded like pop. <laughs> he was like, Jim. Yeah, nah, I remember it like that. But it was it, it was it was almost like, you know, through life and all that shit, I was just mimicking. Yeah. But I, I, I was just trying to find myself. So when he sent me, it hurt my feeling when he was like, yeah, but you still sound like pop, yeah, go try it again. <laughs> so I was like, all right. I went back in the house and, and wrote, my, wrote my own little rap, bro, and just learned it. That shit was like, he was like, now nah, that's it. How old you all then? Um, more like 17, so like 16, 17. Mm-hmm. A couple years after I got shot, you know what I mean? But we used to always have a little rap battle and stuff like that. But um, after that, shit, I think I was flowing that. My cousin had a show at, on Bankhead at the Bounce. It was called Talented Wednesdays. And shit, man, we was in there rapping. He was like, man, I'm going to let you get on my... My stay, he was like, my set. I was like, bet. So he was like, yeah, but you ain't gonna have nothing but so-and-so time. And I got up there and I went over the time. And I and I didn't see them trying to stop me. <laughs> so I'm just rapping over, everybody just laughing. I'm like, yeah, they laughing at. But you know what I'm saying? I had my I had my, my green slacks on with my with my vest. Yeah, which had on. I had the green polo slacks uh-huh. on with the brown moccasin on, with the with the with the cream vest with the green and blue stripes in it. With the cream shirt coming out the top with the blue collar, mm-hmm. okay. everything okay. that real white boy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, when, when if they had, damn, they had that on Wednesday. Talented Wednesday. Damn. Yeah. Um. Then that thing though, Raheem was in the crowd, mm-hmm. and Raheem was like, "Who the hell is that young nigga?" And then next thing know, I was signed to Raheem the Dream. That was your first music. That was your first music situation. Yeah. Yep. I was tight to death. Tight to death. We had a giant drummer then, then. Yeah, it was drummer, uh, Abo. Abo. Uh, Tommy Gun. Tommy Gun. Yeah. Southside, right? Yeah. 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 And it was one other guy. I think they were P. Um, but all of us was, you know, rapping. In. But I was, I was just by myself, you know. Then he came out. He was trying to put us in a group and stuff like that. He was he trying to call a group. Uh, type of like training camp. <laughs> it was kind of like it was different, you know what I mean? Um, Training camp, it was like yeah, crazy. But it was like, um, shout out right here, man. Your dude had gave me like my first chip, like he gave me like a chip. Like when he first got us together, I had a song called "Yes Sir." Like, um, do your boys ride twenty inches? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yeah, like that did pretty good. Like I beat out uh, what the name on the radio? Uh, Jagged Edge. You know what I'm saying on the radio with on the battles on the battle and then this thing. That song was in all the hood. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. cool. But they just called me No Sir in some of yeah. <laughs> They were the boy No Sir. I'm like yeah, y'all just kicking dirt on me now. But it, it kind of like worked out. I was walking down the street and heard that shit on the radio. Then like niggas just be like, oh, 
That shit, that's, that's you? I used to be like, yeah, because he used to make y'all wear all that Elmer Fatigue shit. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but like, he's, he used to have those wearing them type, like, like we used to do it like the hot boys, like yeah. tie on them damn Yeah, I remember that shit. Yeah, I remember that shit. Mo, Mo, Mo from something here really put sauce on it. You feel me? They always wanted to rob him, though. Yeah. (laughs) But let him get home. I'm like, no, I'm trying to get out of the hood, man. man." (laughs) You know what I mean? So it was was almost like my street niggas was always trying to touch somebody that was trying to, you know, that was in that was trying to put me on. You feel me? Free Mo, man. Yeah, free my boy Graham. Yeah, man. Free Maze Graham, man. Yeah. So it was like, sign him with Raheem, cool. I ain't up going, I caught my first felony though, fucking around with Raheem. What happened? Uh, me and Big Low from Summer Hill, we had some dope. And goddamn, it was a nigga who looked, he had the credit, he had the credit card game. You feel me? So me and Big, me and Big Low got down. Uh, we, we had, we, we see the nigga pull up in 5.0. He pull up, and he had, he had plenty of papers in the back of the car. He was like, I got this room out here on so-and-so. Y'all boy pull up. And we was like, hell yeah, but we just finna go feed home the dope, get the credit card, sell the, sell the, you know, sell the stuff that we bought the credit card. So we end up goddamn getting the credit cards and uh, and giving home dope for the credit card. And by, I, I, went, in, I went to Belks out there in Fayetteville and goddamn... I was out there with my little girl on my arm, man, and it got them shopping around buying rings, shoes, nautical jacket, you know, all type of stuff. And then next thing you know, we got, I gave a nigga my ID and I signed the back of the credit card with my first name, then my mama last name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that shit. That shit was like, they taught me with trans card fraud and forgery. That was my first felony. In Fayetteville. In Fayetteville. They don't fuck around out there. I wouldn't go through Fayetteville to get to heaven. They talking about nah, nah, nah. nah. They motherfucker out there, dog. That motherfucker is not right. The feds came. They were like, man, we, we um, we got this. We got you on time. I said, um, I said, I, don't, I ain't saying I didn't do that shit. I said, but I said I don't steal credit card. I said I'm. I said I said dope, sir. I said I just got home some crack for the card. I said, I don't know if y'all trying to, I don't know if y'all trying to give me a high price every goddamn short. They were trying to battle rally a nigga. You feel what I'm saying? I'm like, hell no. Boy. We on welfare, though. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, I ain't really having my way like that. I just gave home a goddamn 50 slab. Home gave me the belt card. I called the card. I'm going to say 3500 And we winning now. And y'all caught me. That's it. You know what I'm saying? Hey, you talking about, I'm, I'm, cause this is funny shit, too. Fed, like you said, Fedville. I remember one time, my homie then was in my truck. They call it a conspiracy strong, conspiracy sale dope. Nigga tried to set him up, mm-hmm. buy some dope and shit. Like he was amigo police. Mm-hmm. Coming to the city like he amigo to where he got the bricks. Yeah. Got that nigga went out there to see what he talk about and they said conspiracy to buy dope and shit, right? Mm-hmm. They was in my truck. They get locked up in my truck. A few days after they get locked up in my truck, my license gets suspended. Mm-hmm. All right? They call me all, they tell me to come pick my truck up in Fayetteville. Mm-hmm. They come pick your truck up. I drive all the way to go pick my truck up. I get in the motherfucker, you just see these big ass niggas sitting in the motherfucker. I'm sitting in the motherfucker like, my partner out of the side in the car. Yeah. He gonna drive the car, he gonna drive the car, we ain't back. Mm-hmm. So I'm sitting there, they like, we finna go get the car and shit. The nigga come in there, lock me up. I say, but y'all nigga call me, I will put a lock me up with driving with suspended license. Mm-hmm. That's what they lock me up for, driving with suspended license. Oh, Bitch, y'all, you know what? I'm like, nope. <laughs> nah, y'all got it. That's, that's a super petty shit. Y'all too petty for me. Yeah. Y'all win. That Clay County motherfucker, it hit different, you know. Uh, me and Tilt got locked up out there when we were young, too. Like, after I got shot, man, they kicked in all out, though. Goddamn, we, it, me, Tilt, KT, all the land on my mama flow. Goddamn, the police outside. First, when we were trying to run up there, my mom like, don't bring y'all ass up here. I'm like, mom, don't do that. We, everybody got to, we got to come here. Like, yeah. Ain't nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> so let they know we, we, they uh, we had weed charges out there, but it was like misdemeanor. You know what I'm saying? They found like sixty put out, like sixty ducks, like sixty roaches, mm-hmm. and they charged me with that shit. And and then like that was my first time getting charged, like in Riverdale. It was so many cars, bro, that came out there for that shit. That shit was that was my first day out of time um, getting out dope kicked in by uh, Riverdale. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I I don't like it out there. Nah, yeah, it's a Atlanta me, it's just Atlanta me. Yeah, Atlanta yeah, me. Atlanta me. Like, Fools account, me. Fools account to me. It's 
I'm most definitely. Yeah, Foods Academy yeah, probably. You know, that's what I mean. You know people, you know what I mean? My sister's been mm-hmm. working in jail for 20 years, so it, it just was like. It worked for you. We, nigga make it work. Nigga make that work. Yeah, shout out to Frank, too. Shout out to Frank. Definitely yeah, shout out to Frank. Yeah, yeah shout out that boy Frank, man. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, he keeping he keep niggas straight. At what point did you link with Do, Doshan to start the cardio boy? Uh, I, I linked with um, Doshan when I got to Summer Hill. I was scared to move to Summer Hill, man. Then he had killed, like, somebody I knew. <laughs> I was yeah. like, we moving up. My mom said, we finna move to Summer Hill. I said, not Summer Hill. And she was <laughs> like, yeah, baby, that's the only place. We had just got our Section 8 voucher, so this was our first house. Mm-hmm. You feel me? We had never seen carpet, you know. You feel me? Like, it wasn't ours. You feel what I'm saying? Like, no, no, no. We had hard, we had hard floor. We yeah, had hard, hard steps. Floor. Like, man, we ran a pathway in that goddamn carpet. Like, it looked like <laughs> a goddamn cut by bankheads or what. But um, it was our first voucher. You know what I mean? Um, it was the first house we had seen. It was a bit different. You feel me? We moved over there. You know what I mean? I had a lot of hoes when I was young. So when I got over there, all the hoes I, I knew and shit were messing with all the niggas with money over there, so they were like, but we got all the hoes. I'm like, no, y'all don't. <laughs> I got the hoes. I, I got the hoes I done had. You feel me? So when I got over there, it was pretty, it was pretty cool. It was different for me. And um, it was this girl named Kiana. She was, she said she had money too. She was a hustler too. And she kept saying, man, you look like my brother. You know what I'm saying? I was like, what do you mean? Like, dark skin, hair full of waves. She was like, man, you look just like my brother. Y'all act alike. Y'all talk alike. You feel me? When I saw him, I was like, that nigga do kind of look like me. And then, like, when folks used to think we were seriously real blood brothers. You know what I mean? So when I, I met him, man, we, we we took a like in the Cartier glasses. You know what I'm saying? Yays would get your ass killed back then. Back then. Yeah. It was on some Detroit shit. Yeah. You feel what I'm it saying? It wasn't but the real ones back then. Man, nothing but the real ones. They wouldn't even really know where to be really found like that. We call them Yays. Yays. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. So, goddamn. When uh, me, me, when me and Doe used to, we kept them on as young niggas and goddamn. Man, we was we got out. I think we was on Hey Good Air, man. And he was like, man, let's start the Cartier Boy shit. And you know, we we came up with that that name. And then, then we shook hands over the car, CB for life. You know what I'm saying? And and to this day, that's exactly who we are. You know what I mean? Regardless of whatever the fuck happened. You know what I'm saying? So I met Doe over there, and it was just like, when we went in the studio, bro. We were kicking them motherfuckers out so fast. He got down. You know, Doe had did a little time. I had never been to prison and then like that, but when home got out, man, home, you know, home spoke Arabic and shit. I had never had a homeboy that prayed like that, you know what I mean? Taught me how to pray in a different way, you know, and gave me gave me the game as far as like keep how to how to keep my keep myself up, you know, because that prison have you different, you know what I mean? Gee, we were like five days saying outfit, you feel me? Shout out goddamn get out. We just started kicking that fresh shit. Performing at the bounce and shit, we got them, and I introduced them to Rocco, and Rocco got behind us. You know what I mean? And, you know, that's and then that's about the time that we end up coming up doing it, mm-hmm. um, yep. recording our album at Rocco shit. Yep. Rocco, Rock, when I was, uh, I had went through a couple of people like Dank. I used to be dollar for dollar. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Me and Dank were together. Like Dank had, I had a song with Bunt B back then, but I ain't had no deal. And then mm-hmm. I had a song with Bunt B. Um, with me and that, that dank head got, and then next thing you know, I got I got rock. You know what I mean? When I got rock, it kind of like went up. Rock had me on with Juvenile, Monica, Mia X, Bone Crusher, uh, Jazzy Faye. You feel me? I had all this shit like before I had a deal though. You know what I mean? And um, it was I liked it. You know, Rocco gave me like twenty thousand dollars. He bought my shit from Raheem. <laughs> Yeah. Goddamn, I don't give him a dub. You feel what I'm saying? Man, they turn like give me ten more thousand. I'm like, boy, we have. He was like, he told me, he was like, bro, I don't really have to. He said, I don't have to work for nothing no more. I'm straight. He said, but goddamn, he stopped. He stopped hustling and stuff like that. And like, shit, I'm just put the studio, build a studio for you. And I started living at the studio. Yeah, I started living at the studio. That's why I stayed at. You know what I mean? I was out the house. I was good. And after I had blew all that money. <laughs> I think I, he used to give me like two thousand dollars a week. You know what I mean? He was a, he was a real good no, guy. No, that was good. Bro. I mean, all these business, you know, us, you, Monica, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. they like early two thousand. They like yeah. two thousand four. Yeah, like two thousand four. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Nah, that shit. That shit was a grind time. Yeah. So then, boom, after your deal with um 
Cartier boys. Mm-hmm. Kind of for a, moment, a, a little moment of parent. I seen you a lot, but I never really heard any more music. What was going on with your music shit in between them times? Uh, well, the, well, drugs had led me back to jail, like, 10 months. And that's when, like, Monica Monica helped me out down there off Stonewall Tail with the boot camp, the medical boot camp. Cause I really couldn't go to regular boot camp because I had been shot. You know, I got, like, in, internal stitches and shit in my, like, you know what I mean? So they sent me to medical boot camp for, like, they gave me, they gave me a year, but um, Big Perry, rest in peace to uh, the guy who uh, who was over the jail. I kept telling him, I was like, man, I'm gonna be somebody when I get out of here, man. He was like, man, I hear that shit all the time. I was like, man, Monica, my sister, bro. And he was like, he was like, for real? I was like, yeah, I said 106 Park coming on night, man. You might wanna turn that motherfucker on. I had a whole dorm in there. And she was on that motherfucker. She was like, man, my brother, my brother drove locked up, man, free my brother. But them niggas went crazy. And he was like, oh, he was like, get her to come down here. I'll take a couple months off. She came down there to the jail, bro. And they took like three months off my shit. Too hard. Yeah, that shit was dope. Too hard. Bro. Shout out to Monica. Shout Too out real. To Appreciate the that. Monica really fuck. I ain't lying. Yeah, I fuck. Man. And then she was like, that's, she she really was like on some belief shit. We, we, we had a song too called You Deserved. It was a pop cover. You know what I'm saying? It was a Hail Mary. But goddamn me and Monica did this song called You Deserve that, you know, Jermaine Dupree produced. You know what I mean? All this stuff was happening for me when I was just trying to get straight. You know what I mean? And then one day, uh, Tip came to the Tip, I took Rocco to the studio out at Matt Bonin, uh, KBJ's out at Matt Bonin on Auntie Spot, where we used to record it, where we did Where You From, Fool. You know what I mean? Um, that's that was on the PSC in the street that um, he used to do. You feel me? Um, and Rocco, you know, I was telling Rocco, man, I I've been on Shadow since you know, for, you know, for a long time. Got them come out here and meet my boy. But Tilt was right here, at Brian Glenn. You know what I mean? On Kempton. You know what I mean? He was just out here hustling, and got them. I took Rocco out there. Rocco was in a 500 being AMG motherfucker with the broadest kick on him. And he was like, man, who is that? Man, who that young? Said, man, young nigga having red paper. That my boy. They want to sign to. Tip was like, shit. Like, they met. Tip like, they rock, man. And got so that was the first time they met? That was the first time. So you introduced Rocco and Tip? I did. Big shit. Yeah. So they after they met, that was that. So me and Rocco continue on. We was, we was putting out stuff. So Rocco pressed up. $30,000 worth of CDs. Oh, yeah, Rocco got the TD CD tiles in the back. The motherfucker worked upon them. Yeah, but the, he forgot to put the barcode on it. And we couldn't do the wow. pop thing. And, mm-hmm. You feel me? So that was like, we were just selling the motherfuckers ourselves. And we really couldn't reap the benefit of saying what yeah, it was. The numbers. Couldn't read yeah, the numbers. Couldn't read the numbers. So one day, Rock put me on uh, Dig It to Dish It. But I hadn't already been on the radio. And I think they dished it. You know what I mean? That shit broke my heart. Then he, he told me something, like, to the degree where, like, you know, maybe you need to just probably try to work it out. This ain't it right now. You know what I mean? And I, I took I took that very – I was like, well, my nigga, I, I got, I'm still going to do my thing. Like, I ain't going to just let this kill me. So, um, Tilt walked in the studio one day, asked Rocco, man, how much you want for shorty? I guess Rocco told him some kind of crazy-ass number. Tip just bust out laughing and walked out of there. But by the time he did that, but Tip came to buy me, though, from Rocco's Rocco, studio. Yeah. You know, they told me, like, yeah, bro, get out. Let me talk to Charlotte. Like, yeah, fuck, I got to get out, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was some business, you know what I mean? But, um, like, Tip was like, I got to have him over here with me, man. Goddamn so-and-so, so-and-so. And, you know, everything wasn't really working out over there with Rock, like, because he really didn't know the business like that. And Shawty had an idea, and pretty much he knew that, how, how to get me on. So eventually, uh, after I left Rock, you know, on some player shit, you know, it wasn't no, no hard feelings or nothing like that. You know what I mean? It had them ran its course. We were together for like eight years. Yeah, it dissolved. Some shit just dissolved. Yeah, but we still like brothers, you know what I'm saying? We still are. And uh, I end up over there with Tip, you know what I mean? And that shit happened. Okay, let me, let's get into this part about the interview, because this, this part right here is fucking me up right now. All right? You say that you are now drug-free. Yeah. And you've been, like, you've been doing this shit 
you spent some time now, some months and shit. You've been, you been at it. Mm-hmm. That's good shit with me knowing you and knowing where we come from. It is. You know what I'm saying? Because I used to geek, I don't know. And you used to geek because we used to be in the geek spots. Like, if you're in this motherfucking spot right here, nigga, you geeking. You geeking or you wait for a bitch. That's it. Or you serving. That's it, nigga. What the reason you got up being in the yard and it's 8 o'clock in the morning, nigga? to tell you. What are you doing here, dog? You got to be feeling like we feeling, nigga. You know what I'm saying? It's me in your motherfucking ass. And the reason I said that before I said it because I usually smoke every interview. But I ain't gonna smoke because I'm respecting that. And I think that's a big step. I appreciate Especially that. Especially for people who watching, you might motivate people to be like, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna fall call cold turkey too. I'm gonna step back. I'm gonna start doing this. Because when you told me this shit, it blew my mind. I had to ask you four times in a row. Yeah. Y'all see that, what, bro? So, that's what I'm gonna weed up? Is that gee no more? What? Hold on. You know what I'm saying? So, I think that that's. Some big shit for itself. So I just wanted to say that, you know what I'm saying, for everybody watching, that my dog is clean. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you look different. I do. You know what I'm saying? No, you look different. Thank you know you. what I'm saying? It ain't a bad, it ain't like you look different bad, but oh, okay. you can check it's just tail. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like a, I don't know how to call it, you can just see it, especially when you know a nigga. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When a nigga get geek, because I don't really do nothing. I smoke weed. I, I don't think I'm going to ever be able to stop smoking. I can't. I just, you know. <laughs> Hey, you know, know. That's your preference. You know, it ain't. It's not a bad thing for it. You know, but I had. I just it ran its course with me. You know what I mean? Um, it, it was a very pivotal point in my in my life that made me want to see different. I kept getting the same results. You know, being being successful, having songs that chart. You feel me? And I'm not. I'm talking like six and five. You know what I mean? And I knew the. Uh, I was capable of doing better, but once you mix in the drugs and and then you, I'm, I know God like really good, so and I'm, I'm kind of like I got I got common sense, and once you grow up and start having knowledge about things, you I can't live like a young nigga live no more. A young nigga can get forgiven because he really don't know. You don't know. Yeah. You feel me? Once you get older, you start to know things and you're held accountable for things, and I just don't see getting different results doing the same things so it's like it's it's taking time but i don't give a damn it like it feel good the time i'm taking it feels good you know I'm, i see things different i don't it's not like i don't i don't be in spots i'm supposed to be in like that if if i'm somewhere i it's necessary that i be there people places and things is like that's some serious shit and like what you did is the type of people that they tell me to be around it do do people really care about your sobriety? Do they love you enough to respect the area and the space? You just demonstrated that, and I appreciate that. No, no, definitely, no, definitely. Oh no, man, like this shit. No, this is no. Why I keep trying to tell people I was explaining this shit, bro? This is I pulled to the apartments. This is the fucking apartments. Yeah. Shit, I go in the apartment. That motherfucker chilling in the front. Yeah. This nigga Joe been in the back the whole time. In the back the whole time. Bro, why y'all been back there, motherfucker, partner? And I ain't talking about like one part, man. I'm talking about this is like year after year after all the time shit. I'm one of them niggas that I go everywhere, dog. I don't yeah, fucking right. been everywhere to see that. When I say been, I mean stump. Yeah. I ain't mean to slid through. I mean, I'm in apartments like, every day pulling up. Yeah, nigga, right. holler at the niggas. And you were one of them people. When they, talk, when they say artists in the streets, there's a lot of artists in Atlanta. Street artists, but I ain't never seen nobody move around like me and you. Yeah, not artists. And I'm just I'm being totally honest. And, if, and nigga, when we put an interview out, nigga, come in and tell me who. Yeah. To our magnitude of what we all reached in in the, in the music industry, yeah. the success we don't reached in the music industry, niggas ain't moved around like that, bro. Nah. You know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't tied into the to the street like that. And like the same thing you saying, I'm starting to understand and see the same thing that some place I don't go no more either. I know that shit. It ain't kind of can't go there. Just ain't no reason me going over there for for what. It kind of, it, it it got it got wear and tear on it. I, I think the people most like it be the people that I feel like I'm a part of that draw me back. The actual area, it's bad area. You know what I mean? Like people when the people change in the area, like in the same area, where I'm like, okay, well, who I love ain't down there no more. You know what I'm saying? And sometimes who I love still be down there. You might see me over there, but like now, it's almost like. 
it's redundant to just keep going back. You know what I mean? It's gonna pull you in. Yeah, it's, it'll pull eventually. You sit yeah. in the barbershop long enough, you're gonna get a cut. You feel yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, you talking about. <laughs> and in that hood, nigga, know how they, especially when niggas know you and you dip with so many niggas before, it's easy for a nigga to be like, hey, bro, blah, 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 won't do you to be like, shit. Yeah, and those are triggers for me. Yeah. Because I really be loving, like, my, my home by love, y'all nigga to death. Hey, check this out. Please don't make me have to, you know what I'm saying, choose between you and, you feel what I'm saying? So, you know what I mean? I just take myself out of the equation. Nowadays, I live in the solution, you know? Mm-hmm. All right, so listen, let me say that. Okay, boom. Take me back to the motherfucking Escalade truck. <laughs> oh, man. Well, it was Marco, Marco, Marco and Mo really Free inspired. Marco, too. Yeah, Free Marco. They inspired me to, um, like, when them boy had the white one and the red one, they used to be, like, riding through the city, like, on dubs. I was like, I ain't really had, I ain't had, I ain't had no money or nothing like that, but I, I knew that that shit was, like, that was a real serious time to be riding them damn things at that age. You feel me? And I was like, man, when I get me some money, but I'm going to do the same thing, but I'm going to do it my way. You feel what I'm saying? And, I. When I went and got it, uh, the truck was like, it was white, but it had black interior. Usually the white ones had the tan interior. So it was already different. So I went, I, I asked him, I was like, shit, this the one I want. I bought them over out of the showroom floor, man. And next thing you know, uh, I come out of there and, I, and, I, and I'm looking for some rims. I was like, I can't ride dubs, I can't ride sixes, and I can't ride eights. Because they're still in the 20 area. You feel what I'm saying? I said, I got to get some 30s. Next thing you know, I asked, I called uh, a scientist, and they were like, they're not legal yet. You feel me? And I was like, when they get legal, I, I had already paid for them. So when they they came out, they still wouldn't leave because the tie wasn't made yet. So they were like, we, when the tie get here, boy, you're going to be rolling. Then that tie got here, I was riding down the street on 30. What made you get the roll going, though? Carpet, man. Had said he was gonna go get the same thing. He told my boy, "Will you get that? I'm gonna go get the same thing." And he had just got like forty million dollars. I was like, "He probably gonna do it." So, <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, but nah, I'm gonna change it up." So when I when I when Pat Man said he was gonna do it, I he, I took it off the street. I was like, "Nah," because I knew he was gonna probably do it. I, I really didn't want to be looking like Pac Man, right? You know what I'm saying? So I sit back in the shop, and I remember my partner Squirrel had. A North Star, and I remember his key being gold and the key thing being gold in the grill. And I and I was like, okay. And then I thought about Dizzy from the west side. Mm-hmm. You know, they shot a load of how they yeah. gold package. You feel what I'm saying? I was like, Rose. You feel me? And then when I tried it, they was like, they sent it to Germany or something like that. And uh, I called, a, a Sunday called me and was like, man, he was like, he was like I, just had to, I just had to talk to you, man. They were saying that you want these damn rims rose gold. I was like, yes. You feel me? He was like, Rose Gold? I was like, yeah. And then like he was like, um, and I told him I said I want door knobs, top of the truck, real trimming, rose gold. All that shit. That shit got did like that the first time and then acid rain hat came down for the first time and it turned copper. I was like, damn. So I sent it back and it was gone for like five more months. Then they came up with this gloss and then they put this gloss on it and then and I got it back out and I let it sit in the rain just I just let it I hoped it rained it rained and then I seen it it didn't it didn't do nothing I was like this is it, hey, this is it. I spent like I spent like $200,000 in that trip I'm damn pretty sure I might have charged for them shots like 30 without the rose gold on it like about yeah, I didn't know it spent like about 50 damn real yeah worst investment ever <laughs> <laughs> you bit the motherfuckers up Plenty of time, like that was like just the beginning. Them bitch got bent on every street, especially downtown by five point. <laughs> 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 that, that shit was a headache. Nah, yeah, yeah, nah, that shit too dope. That shit too dope. Do you got any more music coming up with that you dropping? Yeah, uh, I got actually new um, uh, record label, Redline Music. Um, my little cousin Duty on the label, man. Um, we just dropped this song called Wicked. We shot the video for it. Um, me and Trey from Joyland, we got a TV show coming out called Atlanta Bad Girl Booty Camp. And uh, it's... I seen the, I seen the, um, 
I seen the auditions for it. Yeah, we've been doing auditions. <laughs> yeah, yeah I seen the auditions thing for it. So we're, we're actually combined with the club that me and Trey own is the Blue Ivory. You know what I mean? So Shout out to Trey's too. Shout out to Trey, my brother. Like, uh, we Actually, we have Seductions, Area 4, and Blue Ivory. You know what I mean? So we're uh, we're shooting in the garage part where me and Trey used to live at Billing Blue Ivory. You and that motherfucker, let me tell you this. That motherfucker hard. Yeah. We used to. Yeah, the inside of that motherfucker. It came a long way. They might well fit. They might well fit that shit on up. Yeah, it came a long way. That bit too hard. Both sides. We both sides good, right? One, one one side the garage now. Everybody be up there, money bad baby. All of us just be up there. Is the is the is the, the uh, loft part fixed up in the garage now? Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. Um. E B E B watching call. You know my boy E. Call out E. Shout out E man. Shout out to e, man. I fuck with E. Yeah, I just seen E not too long ago, yeah. man. He went to there with us. You know yeah. what I mean? That's real. Like bro, we like brothers. So it's like we shooting in there. It's a boot camp thing that's going on, and uh, we got like thirty girls that we're picking through, and we're gonna take them to, through a boot camp, and uh, they're gonna go from boot camp in the garage. You know, we got like a bunch of air beds, and you know what I mean. Everybody got their own little section, and we got them walking there. We we having kickball tournaments, we having basketball tournaments, tug of war, everything. You know who can swim the fastest, who can got them run down Camden with no shirt on with their titty going in the circle. You know <laughs> we just having all type of like uh, like competition. Fun the games, yeah, competition and, and for the girls. Go from the garage to a mansion, like who can make it to the mansion, and 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 the girls are really like most girls. Are, most of the girls are dancers, but then again, we have. Like, whatever your talent may be, like, you might have businesses, you might have this, you might have this going on, and it's like, and it, we explored that, you know, you never know who's going to be a K. Michelle or a Cardi B off the show. So it's going to be like real reality, and it's going to show real Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? So that's what we're doing now. Um, I got a project uh, about to come out called Don't Play With Him. Um, I'm dropping with one RPM, you know what I mean? Shout out to Orlando, everybody over there. So the, the project with them, the Don't Play With Him, uh, and then Duty got his project on the way. You know what I mean? I was sing- our first single off the new project that I got is called Flexing that me and him got. And uh his duty single is called Wicked. Okay. Okay, working, working, working. Yeah. All that good. The club owner, with your label, mm-hmm. independent, and clean. T V. Mind thinking, got your mind working right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Clear thoughts, clear actions. Yeah. Man, all that shit good, dog. You really inspired me, but I, I stopped doing everything already. And That's weed right. is medicine to me. Yeah. See, I got anxiety and PTSD like a motherfucker. Me too. You know what I'm like, saying? I, I tell like I go to therapy a lot. It's therapy is good. You know what I mean? It opened up my eyes to a lot of things that I grew up with. Like the little boy that that was in me that really didn't get a chance to grow up, you know what I mean? Uh, being shot at a young age and being able to get this out on a weekly basis is good too. It's this that's that part that you're going through right now mm-hmm. helps your mental health. It does. A lot of black people don't understand that. I ain't gonna say 100, percent but I'm gonna damn near say motherfucking 99. Yes, say that. 99. percent If you from the projects, you got mental disorder. Mm-hmm. If you get scared of police, you got mental health. Yeah. Nigga, if you get mad. Fast, you got mental health. And people think that they don't have mental health disorder. You hear mental health awareness, people think that means you're crazy. Yeah, yeah, no. Schizo and you know what I'm saying? Go crazy. No, this is your mental health. This is how you think, how you feel. And if you somebody who feel like you're going through something, find somebody to talk to. Yes, it's it's okay. Therapy is okay. Uh we we you know, coming in our culture is we tough it out. You know, uh, alcohol and, and a blunt just ain't enough to actually get that out of your head, what you went through and saw your mama go through. And like, if your mama smoked the dope, that's trauma. You feel me? Like, being shot, that's trauma at a young age. Yes. Keep going to jail, sitting in that cell like that, that's trauma. Yes. You feel me? So if you, if, you, if you can find somebody to talk to that's like a doctor or a therapist or something, don't be scared to go and open up and tell people actually what happened to you get back to that child that, that you lost in the inside, like, and tap into that shit, and I guarantee you, you'll feel better, man. I do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely, because, you know, every year I have mental health events. Mm-hmm. We have a basketball we call Mind Over Matter. Mm-hmm. We have a football called Flag of Four Calls. We do kickball called Kicking Depression. We 
do dodgeball That's called right. dodging depression. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and, um, we about to actually about to have another flag and four cause tournament. So we got to get you to come yeah, out there and speak I, to the people. Yeah, I will. You know what I'm saying? Chase? I, I think you speaking to people and tell people your experience and what you go through. See, cause we, I be having real niggas, the project, the hood niggas. I do this shit for the... The hood niggas, the niggas who think ain't that wrong with me for real. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So when they see somebody like you, and they're going to be like, oh, shit, then you might be able to help somebody, you know what I'm saying, find some help. Because mm. niggas around here are going through shit. Niggas is crashing out. Yeah. See, this is the thing about in the hood with mental health. Niggas in the hood with mental health, they not going to do something to themselves. Mm -hmm. They just going to crash out. They going to crash out. You see what I'm saying? So when you see a lot of these young niggas crashing out, mm. I think it's because they're going through mental health disorders. Yeah, I think so. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 sad though, but you know it's actually okay to get help, man. And it's not a bad thing. I know you want to be tough and act like, oh shit, man, I'm just pumping me a perk, man. Got them go to law, you know, end up crashing out. You feel me? And it's not good to crash out because you got now you got kids that's looking up to you. What if you went and talked about it and you know let your family take your family with you? You know what I mean? I think all my brothers need therapy. I think. All my homies can use some, you know, just this is a piece of therapy for me. You feel what I'm saying? Like being able to tell you about things that I've been through and, and get it out, you feel me, and, and, and feel good about it. And at the end of the day, we, we congratulate each other on our accomplishments. And when you walk off, you're like, that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was yeah. all right, right And if you repeat, it, it relieves a lot of stress and, and helps your mental. Well, you know what I'm saying? Um, we're going to do this again. Yeah. There's a lot of more stuff that we want, I want to talk about. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And I want to get the people inside look on a lot of stuff that go on inside the city of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? I know you one of the best people to help ex you know, to explain this stuff that was going on. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people who, who be listening, watching the podcast, mm -hmm. and we be talking about the city, and this shit be enlightening. Yeah. And they be like, oh, shit, I ain't know that. And then I ain't know this. And it be niggas who from the city who be like, bro, I ain't know that shit and shit like that. Because nobody from the city, we never talk about the city. Atlanta been the most popping city for the past 20 years, hands down. It's not even a, it's not even fucking close, bro. But niggas don't know our city. Yeah. Niggas don't know the difference between east side niggas and west side niggas yeah. and south side niggas. Yeah. It's a difference. Like you said, even on the west side, west side of SWAT niggas is a difference. Very different. Niggas don't know our difference because nobody never talk about this shit. Nobody never break the city down. Nobody never talk to niggas who really from the city and be like, but remember that time we was over on this right here? Yeah. And I want to be the one to do that. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So this was more about let's find out who Drew is. Let's find out who the one is. Okay. You see what I'm saying? So, so man, you're going to have different segments to this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we're going to cool. have different segments of this shit. Okay, you know cool. what I'm saying? Because you don't done a lot, bro. And, it, yeah. and it, this, this is not enough time. Like you say, you can't overfeed people. Yeah. Give them a little bit. They watch this shit and be like, oh, shit. They're going to hear you talking about you got shot. They, how many niggas you think heard your music from the city who knew you got shot? Nigga, I ain't know that. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. I ain't know that shit. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Nigga, I ain't know you were shooting on the school. I ain't know you went there. You see what I'm saying? I know you stay in Bankhead Court, coming from Bankhead, yeah. but I ain't. But it's a lot of people know who don't know a lot of this shit. How many artists that we know of from back then that niggas really don't know shit about these niggas in real life? Yeah. Unless you just know them. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? I want to be the show that help niggas get to know who niggas really is, because okay. they find out who you really are. Your music and everything else you talked about is more acceptable. I call it the shallow effect. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Everybody them low my dog. Yeah. But low first star rapper, everybody know low come rap. Yeah. But the shit that low was talking about yeah. was really low. Yeah. So when you heard low saying this shit, it was easy to accept yeah, this man. music because you know the shit he talking about is real deal. So it don't matter what he sound like. Then he end up getting getting better. Yeah. Then boom, hits hits start coming. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. I call people getting to know that getting to know people. I call it the shot low. You know I gotta keep this shit banking. Keep you know it. what I'm saying? So I just want to get people to know. You know what I'm saying? Who Dro was is behind the music. So we definitely going to tap in again. All right, cool. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you for taking your time out, coming, tapping Thanks in, letting know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Putting this inspiration on people. You know what I'm saying? And shit, until next time. Nigga, we in the apartment, we'll parlay. Meet me in the apartment.